0: Hello, and welcome to the 29th episode of More, a podcast designed to inspire, encourage, and support women to make changes, both big and small, in their lives. And this week, we're talking to a wonderful woman called Sarah. She is a LGBTQ campaigner and a mum of three. I'm Jo Merritt. I'm a wellness advocate for doTERRA essential oils, and I'm a single mum to two teenagers. And I live in Surrey, just outside of London.
1: And I'm Serena Novelli, a very busy mummy of five and a body confidence and sexual empowerment coach, also based in Surrey, UK.
0: So today we're really, really thrilled to be speaking to Sarah Maslin. She's the founder of Undivided Consultancy. Um, an educator of educators she's put it and it's about the subjects of LGBTQ plus inclusion and welfare and believe it or not that's a lot for me to get my tongue around so I'm going to be asking super questions to let you all know what that means and she's also a single mum of
1: three hello Sarah welcome
2: hello thank you so much for having me it's such an honour thank you so much Jo and Serena
1: you're very very welcome I'm super excited to be chatting with you today Serena's got a big smile on her face (laughs) (laughs) we have
0: just given you an almighty title but we haven't got a clue what it means if we're perfectly (laughs) honest so I would really like you Sarah to tell us a little bit about you where you are in the country yeah um tell us what you'd like people to know about you
2: yeah thanks so I am as you said a single mum of three incredible children who are currently aged five seven and nine so yes I'm busy um and I was working in a boarding school for the last 13 years. Um, and I've literally just a few months back relocated to Clarethly in South Wales. Um, oh, I have got a house. In my beautiful. House. It's amazing. Um, I'm feeling very, very lucky. Um, mm. So, yeah, so that's me, really, Um, as far as undivided goes. um, So what I do, I do lots of different things, really. And the reason behind it is because um, I remember there's a couple of things. I remember being in school and sitting through things and feeling like, I was very different to everyone else um I don't want other young people to feel like that but also in the school I was working in I became very aware of people who were coming out as your young people who were were coming out as soon as they'd left school literally like within a couple of days and it really got me almost
0: like they were waiting you mean
2: exactly so it really got me questioning as to why didn't they feel able to do that whilst they were in school what was not necessarily wrong, but what could be changed in that environment that may have made them feel more safe to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And as some of it, you know, some of them, it was just, you know, they maybe gone to uni and had their eyes opened and had different experiences and been able to explore things differently. But for some, there is definitely a case of they just didn't feel comfortable doing it in school and that didn't sit right with me. So sure. that's really how. Yeah,
0: there was a gap in the market there that you wanted to change, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. I just I, you know, I think most people who work with young people want to do it. I uh, want to work with young people to ensure that they become the best version of themselves, but also that they are comfortable in who they are. And I was feeling like that wasn't possible for quite a few young people. And right. yeah, I wanted to change that. So that's kind of how Undivided came about, really.
1: That sounds absolutely amazing. So um, I find it really interesting because actually my daughter's 11 mm. um, and she came. Um, she sent me a WhatsApp message last week. Um and she always says that she's a boy. Yeah. Um however, she's just come out with it in a message. She said, Mum, I've got a girlfriend, but I homeschool. So my children don't go to school. So she's not actually in that environment, which yeah. is um so she's got that safety net of being just at home and being able to be herself. Brilliant. So um your sexual orientation, yeah. does that mean that from what you've just said, has that changed over the years? Um, Or is this something that you knew from a young
2: age? So I did know it from a young age. I don't think I... So from a very young age, I remember feeling I was different. I didn't understand why my friends had posters of footballers up on their walls. And Uh I'd go to um, male footballers, I should say. Um, So so and also I remember going to I remember going this is really embarrassing now Uh, I remember going to a boy's own concert and uh Atomic Kitten were um one of their support artists and Mm, I remember the ginger one from Atomic Kitten I was like oh okay I like her but I couldn't say anything to my friends because all my friends were talking about the male band members and I was looking at the girls being like something's weird something's wrong with me um why why don't I look like look at men and boys and guys in that way but um, when I
0: met you Sarah you, you were married I was man, you joined, right. so you need to fill some gaps in for it yeah this there's
2: a What's lot. So I think partly I mean I'm 35 now um and I was raised in a in a very strict not well actually no I think I will say that in a very strict Christian household and um, I grew up believing that the only option was that I had to be with boys and I had to be with men um that was that was all that was even a possibility I I didn't know that queer people gay people existed um and I could I kind of was like well this is what i meant to do so growing up I had boyfriends um Mm -hmm. because I that was what everyone did um and okay so yeah stuff did happen with girls but it was never talked about it was never public it was always we were it was always that oh no we're just friends and even to ourselves we would say oh we're just friends but we we were physically in contact you know we would kiss or whatever so yeah. but that was never public we never told anyone about it and but at the same time it was kind of this unspoken thing that i think people knew happened but no one no one talked about it and no one really knew what it meant does that make sense
0: it does yeah definitely i don't you know I, i'm sure the story you're telling has been told hundreds and thousands of times by yeah. other women and men around the world
2: you know? yeah I think you're probably right to be honest I think to an extent it still is a thing now and um, not so much with young people um in in England and Wales and the UK but but in other parts of the world definitely and um, it's still very yeah, much you're right. other parts you know, of the
0: world you're absolutely right
2: yeah um it's something that you know it's it's dangerous um you there are still far too many countries where you can be killed because of who you love and how horrific is that
0: Definitely. Yeah, 100%. It's totally inhumane. We talked about kindness last week and what it it meant to be human. And I think that's a huge part of it. Definitely. Tell us a little bit how things progressed for you then, Sarah. So um,
2: I went off to college. I went to Chichester at 18. um, And all of a sudden, there were gay people. Uh, All of a sudden, who I was and who I was attracted to started to make a bit more sense. Mm -hmm. um, Because I wasn't alone. And there were other people like me. Um, So during that time, I mainly had girlfriends um I (laughs) came out to my mum um (laughs) I we were driving into um how old were you Sarah
0: uh 19
2: right right I was 19 um and we were driving into Woking multi-story car park of all places um and I thought that was a safe place where mum's negotiating tight corners and that kind of thing to go to my (laughs) mum so (laughs) mum you know all the friends that I have in Chichester and she was like yeah I was like well you know, you know, they're all gay or bi or somewhere along those lines, right? And she was like, oh, I kind of guessed maybe. I said, "Mom, why right. do you think I'm friends with them? <laughs> why do you think <laughs> I'm spending so much time with these people? I like the um, stepping
0: stone pattern. <laughs> yeah, I was
2: like, one. And I, at the time, at that point, I came out as bi because okay. a, I thought it was a slightly softer blow. Um,
0: like a safer option. It was
2: like mean? a safer option. Mm-hmm. Um, And also, at the time, I was still learning a lot of things about myself, I think. Um, And so I was still potentially trying to figure out a lot of things. And so for me...
0: Did you think you genuinely could have been bi?
2: The thing is, I've never looked at a man or a boy and gone, oh, they're really attractive. Right, Okay.
1: Like I that speaks volumes,
2: right? I've never... I can see and say... I can look at someone and say they're a good-looking person. But I have never That's been more attractive, though, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. So it's it's two different things, you know. I think we all know who we're attracted to, um. And for me, I never looked at someone who was male and said, "Oh, I'm," you know, I, "I'm attracted to them." So for me, I kind of did know, but it was all still very new to me because I'd only spent a few months at that point really working out that it was a, that there was more people like me. Does that make sense? Uh- Okay.
0: Yeah, you're right. It was very new. For you. It was
2: very new. So I was still kind of trying to figure things out for myself. Um, my mum was actually okay. I was really scared about telling her. And um, she, I think she thought like so many mums. And I know she won't mind me talking about it now. My mum is amazing. She's my best friend. I genuinely couldn't cope without her. Um, she is literally incredible, um, and is, has fully supported me in every sense. Um, she won't mind me saying. At the time, she did the typical. It's a phase um she did the well you're you know you're at college you're exploring um you're experimenting she did all the she one of the comments that stuck with me is well you know Sarah we all look at other women and and figure out whether or not they're attractive or not and I was like do we though (laughs) I
1: think um my I so I've got five children yeah Um, my eldest son is 24 now and he's in a a relationship with a girl Um, Yeah. he's been with her since he was about 18 um, however mm-hmm. he went through this phase of where he had lost his identity he was trying to find who he was and he likes boys and he likes girls but he, he, yeah. he couldn't quite get where he where he wanted to be and um he asked me at one Christmas if I would buy him like bras and pants and yeah. take him shopping so he went to New Look again this was in Woking when he like um wanted to <laughs> express himself yeah. to me as a as a maybe the parent um and I'm a body confidence coach and I want Mm -hmm. to fully support people to be who they are and to show up as they are. Um, And so, but it took me aback. It really did take me aback because I'd always thought, you know, maybe he could, he could have been gay the way he, the way he would show up and things. However, Uh he'd always had girlfriends. But one thing I'm super proud of him for is he was honest and he's been honest to his partners from a very very young age he's never held back to who he is as a person do you think um you held back from telling people at a young age because you were worried about homophobia and how people may react to you
2: a hundred percent a hundred percent Um, Can I just say, before I say any more, Serena, you are an absolutely incredible mother. I am in awe of the fact that you clearly have a relationship with your children. Thank
0: you. You must see it all, (laughs) Sarah. You must see completely different reactions from parents. I do.
2: Mm. I really do. And I think um especially and you know maybe this is something we'll come on to in a little bit but especially when we're talking about transgender sure. and trans issues and gender diversity Definitely, there's yeah. um a lot more of a, a you know a variance in reaction to that um so maybe we'll chat about that in a minute and i certainly was um terrified um and to an extent even at this point i am um at 35 and for everything i do you know i've stood on stages in front of hundreds of people talking about and how to make their schools and their environment safe for young people. Because we still live in a world where that's so gay means something's bad, something's negative. You know, it's something that it's actually the very first thing I did in trying to combat homophobia was trying to work with that very thing and trying to combat the use of the word gay as a derogatory term. In was schools. this when
0: you were still working in, in a boarding school? Were you, yeah. Am I right? Were you actively um, campaigning or supporting or educating before you before you ended up? Getting into so, the relationship you're in now. Have I got that right? Yeah,
2: absolutely. So I uh ending up um having been at college, um, I then traveled a bit, came back from college, had a few jobs, um, working with young people right. and, and things like that. Um, and then um all of my life, um, I've really wanted children. Um, and I really wanted to be a mum. That was that was my my aim in life, really, was to be a mum. Yeah. Um
0: and I know your children and, are your world, absolutely your world. Oh,
2: uh, yeah they're incredible and they are the reason why I've relocated out from you know I've ended finished a, a job that was very very stressful and took me away from them yeah. for days or days on end um to to make a different life for them yeah um my children are awesome um I'm very very lucky <laughs> but, um, but yeah so for me it was and again I was this I I was expected to conform everyone you know, a lot of people at home. Sure. When I was at college, a lot of people. You know, my brother, my family, my. Apart from my mum, I hadn't really come out to anyone at, at home. No. And because I, I look, you know, I, am you know, I could talk about stereotypes, and you know, we would be here for hours, and I don't want that. But, you know, I, I look very feminine. I have, yes. kind of mid to long length hair. I dress quite feminine. Um, so because the stereotype. I'm really
0: honest with you, Sarah. When when we met, I would have had you as traditional. I, mean, I don't I don't yeah. you know what the label means, but if there is a label, you know, you, you fitted that yeah. traditional looking box. I don't know.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. Um, and and I think, you know, I've always been labeled as straight, whether or not I wanted to be or not. And again, we could talk about how infuriating that's, that's really been at of my life. Yeah. Um, you know, at points in my life, that's been really, really difficult. And maybe when we talk about my current relationship, we'll come back to that. Um But yeah, so, you know, I ended up and I I felt the need to conform and I was working, um, I was working in an aquatic shop and there was a customer there who I got to know really, really well. Um, And as I finished that job and moved on to to the boarding school work, um, we got together um, and I did the whole, I did what everyone wanted me to do. Um, What was that like
0: being married to a man and having children with him?
2: I mean, he knew me as bi. I'd said to him that I'd had relationships with women, um, that I, you know, mainly found women attractive. Um, I wasn't as blunt to say that I didn't look at him and find him attractive because that's like hideous, sure. isn't it? But, but you know, there is there is that kind of side to things. Um, I mean, it's odd. We used to sit and watch films, and we'd both be attracted to the same girl, the same actress. And would you, you discuss <laughs> that? Yeah, absolutely. Sure absolutely I'd be like oh she's hot and he was like yeah she is (laughs) um so yeah that was that was part of part of our relationship um and you know it was difficult at points um our marriage ended um almost surprisingly because he actually left um he left when my children were very very young um and you know, I'm not gonna go into that, that too much, probably, but yeah. you know, I that is what it was. Um was an, and my and an, was, oh, I can't get
0: my words out. Was there an element of relief for you at that yes. stage?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was. Um for many reasons there was. Um, you know, for one reason or another, it wasn't a happy marriage. Um sure. I don't think my sexuality came into that too much. It was certainly a part of it for me. We've talked about it since actually, but I don't think he really knew that my where I was thinking my sexual orientation was was and the fact that maybe I was more gay and the whole being bi just wasn't actually me at all sure. so that all ended and when that ended I said enough now um and I was single for quite a while but I just said no I'm not going to be with a man again and um, it's not who I am and okay okay and that was that really and then that's really when I really started campaigning for, for LGBTQ plus inclusion and and um and things like that so towards the end of my marriage it was becoming a thing um but certainly once my marriage was over it really took over a lot more
1: yeah yeah Great. as um I'm a sexual empowerment coach so I teach women how to um really love the skin that they're in
2: um, this is so cool I need to spend more time with you Serena this is amazing <laughs> um
1: one of the things that um, I'm doing at the moment is I'm actually doing a year-long course in sex and relationship coaching so that I can teach women predominantly how they can express yeah. themselves sexually. Um, and um, through my through my work I find that actually women are attracted to women quite often um and yeah. and men at the same time and they, they go predominantly with with the man, but they have a fantasy over mm-hmm. spending time with another woman and mm-hmm. and just you know expressing themselves that way. For me personally as the empowerment coach um, I would always say that they need to express that, and they need to like push forward in that and learn because the, the only way they're going to know what's empowering them is if they, well, if they practice. Because, Suck it and see. Yeah, okay, yeah, but yeah. Because if you want something and you don't go for it, you'll never know, and you always feel like always you wonder yourself that. back. Um, so you'll have those exactly. regrets, right?
2: So, yeah, a hundred percent. So
1: when you're when you were with your partner and you yeah. you were having the sexual relationship um, with him. Did you yeah. find that that you can cause a lot of women when they're unsure they lose themselves? It's kind of like you're laying in bed and you just it just it's just a process. You get on with it. Right, it washes over. And you. Yeah. Right. And, and you're thinking about It's the
2: whole lay back and think of England, joke, yeah, right? right?
1: Yeah. Or did you did you like did you try to use your sexual energy and that feminine power to to kind of have it so that you could orgasm, so that you could feel good in your skin?
2: um it's a very good question I think it became a point where our sex life was pretty non-existent anyway um and I you know for me I was fine with that because obviously in my in my own head the the attraction side was quite difficult um
0: did you feel like Serena's touched on that you were denying that like a side of yourself yeah
2: yeah I did I felt it was more to an extent I was denying it definitely and like Um, you were
0: incomplete in some way
2: Yeah, definitely. It was. It was the and I. I've been with girls before, so it's not as if I hadn't experienced it. I think to an extent, I knew what I was missing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, there is. um, I could be having, you know, and I and I'm not. Um, And don't get me wrong, you know, I feel bad here. There were points where I was content in my marriage. Um, I think most long term
0: partnerships go through that ebb and flow anyway, regardless. Yeah, well, absolutely.
2: Yeah, 100%. And, you know, there were points where I was content. And in my world, you know, we grow up uh, watching chick flicks, don't we? And we wait for that's what society still expects. And you know we're still expected to get married and have children and there was an element that actually I was satisfied by that I was satisfied by the fact that I was getting what I had been institutionalized to believing I had to have and and was meant to
0: have. That's interesting yeah you're right what we're taught is is expected and the norm I'm putting you know brackets around that
2: we we you know with chick flicks and disney films i mean they're getting better but you know we are literally conditioned to want to be saved by a man and whisked off and get married and live happily ever after um and that's just not life that's not reality Completely. would you say um, from what
0: you've explained to us would did, did one thing give you the courage to do the other did did you start campaigning more because you wanted to sort of G yourself up to making a change or was it the other way around? Was it, was it, I can't live like this anymore. I want to be my true self and actually I want this for other people too. Which way round was it?
2: I think it was the, right. I've, I've been, I've denied who I am to myself and to the world. I have, You know, to an extent, I've stayed in my closet. I've been trapped in um, a world I didn't want to be in. Um, And I didn't want that for anyone else. I didn't want, I remember sitting in sex ed class in school, putting condoms on fake penises and being like, why on earth am I doing this? (laughs) what on earth am I doing this for and you know the ironic thing I have since taught sex ed um but I've now done it very differently because I have now gone for some people this isn't going to be relevant because you're not going to be and actually for some of these you know and I've made it diverse and I've made it inclusive I've actually been involved in
1: I feel it's really important that young girls and and even from a very young age like from like you know maybe seven eight nine they learn yes. to understand that their body belongs to them yeah. and that the yes. feelings inside aren't something that they should be ashamed of so it's really interesting oh, you brought this 100%. up guys because I had um this exact
0: clash when I went to, to watch the information that my daughter was going to be shown for sex ed at school and I wanted yeah. to know why the hell we were taught masturbation was normal for boys yes, but and there was for no boys. reference for girls yeah. Absolutely. And yep. like, are you kidding me this is i mean it would have been about 2016 and like you are you waking yeah. up
2: yeah but we're still i mean as of september um the 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 government have now insisted that sex and relationship education has to be more inclusive um Good. and it has to look at more diversity but we are I still think there is an element in society massively that girls have sex for reproduction boys have sex for pleasure 100 yeah.
1: absolutely and it needs to change absolutely needs to change oh it
2: really does it's not okay um and you know girls aren't allowed to enjoy sex which well, is um, exactly and why I important.
1: wrote the book that I wrote, um, Reading Between yeah.
2: the Lines, and
0: it's overt, yeah. very sexual, because I wanted to put this out there, that there are women out there who are, probably, yeah, addicted, hooked on, love, passionate about Absolutely. sex, you know, whatever you want to call it.
2: Absolutely. And that's okay.
0: And that's okay, you know, exactly. And
2: it's that's more than, more than, than okay. okay. It's not just that's okay, that's yeah. amazing. That's brilliant. And, uh, Exactly. And it's no,
1: doing it, the moment, it makes us celebrate every time we do. We, we we have some kind of moment for ourselves. We have to celebrate and shine so that we can just allow it to be flowing. That. I
2: Tell love it.
0: How you are now in a relationship. This is fascinating yeah. to me. I love it. You came out as gay, you, you yeah. got together with a woman, but do you want to carry on?
2: yeah so um after my marriage ended um i've had uh, a few relatively serious long-term relationships with women Mm -hmm. um and in 2017 um i met um a person called shell um and there is an instant connection um it was really really powerful um and she was—I never really had anything like it. We got on really, really well. Um, we had the same ideas on on everything, right. um, and she was she was incredible. However, circumstances meant that we couldn't be together, um, and it was horrible. <laughs> um, it was one of the hardest things um, I think I've been through. Um, and she went um, back home um to her, where her parents are which is in Boston in Lincolnshire and then on the 1st of April this year um my phone went off and it was a message from someone called Reed um now I had heard through the grapevine um that Shell had transitioned um had come out as trans and had transitioned to a man um so Reed has been on testosterone for nine coming up to 19 months okay. um and um, currently hasn't had any surgery, but is hopefully, if COVID allows it, COVID allowing, um, okay. is having top surgery in Poland in January. So Reid, um, for all intents and purposes, is known as male. He presents as male. Does he identify
0: and
2: as male? 100% identifies okay. as male. Um, and if you were to look at him, there would really be no, no question over it. You wouldn't know um, that he wasn't born male um and how do you feel later.
0: this person this man coming into your life yeah who you previously would, would it be wrong to say you were in love with as a woman
2: I was complete, completely in love with with him before so how did um, that feel
0: what was that like it was
2: you? it was really it really challenged me because the person who I fell in love with was still there um he so, obviously, we, we got back in touch during the original lockdown. Sure. Um, so, we couldn't actually meet up. Um, we we couldn't, you know, we couldn't like meet up.
0: feel like this relationship was sent to test you, Sarah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, my goodness. I can't tell you how challenged I've been by it. And right. I still am at points. And he knows this. We're very, very honest with each other. I've never, ever found someone who I can talk to and be so open with. Um, and, you know, we will talk. It might link quite well with Serena's sort of thing. We link... Uh, we talk, in, we talk about sex, we talk about the weather, we talk about and we will literally like we talk about sex as if it's just another conversation. I was really challenged. We would um, the first time we, we obviously messaged backwards and forwards quite a bit. Um, and then we were like, well, maybe we should take this to the next level like we can at the moment, which is just a video call to FaceTime. Sure. And um, I've, I was so nervous. I was shaking. It was. It, I, yeah, I can't tell you the nerves. Um, but he looked at me the same way the way he looked at me was the same way he Funny looked at me. It's you say that because people it's always say when someone
0: ages, the eyes don't change. It's no, always in the eyes. The
2: eyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. and well, when someone transitions, the eyes don't change okay. either. I've that,
0: that got goosebumps. <laughs>
2: um, and so eventually on June 28th, um, which interestingly is the anniversary of the Stonewall Riots, so as oh, far as queer history okay. goes, that's actually a really important day. It is. So June 28th we were, as a single parent, I was obviously allowed to meet up with somebody else at this point yes because that's where the restrictions were that's so we right. met in most of the scenes, um and I knew I was in love with this person already I'd fallen back in love with them um but at the same time I wasn't sure how I would feel actually seeing him as him in person oh. um and, and we talked know,
0: about this before Sarah where does that leave your identity you you, yes. do you consider yourself gay still
2: um so I've uh, this is something because I I've never really liked the word lesbian, Interesting. so I've used the word gay quite a lot, um, and I've now I do still occasionally use the word gay, but I tend to use the word queer more. Amazing! Um, right, this queer- is where you really come into yeah. your own for
0: me because I am scared witless to use that term yeah. because I grew up and it was a really yeah. horrible word that yeah. people use negatively. You know, um, yeah. it was it wasn't a nice way to talk about someone. It was meant as yeah. an insult. Yeah. Uh, explain. Explain. Some, there's too many letters out there for me. I need to get to grips with them all. I want to get to grips. For me, this this is a this is like the Black Lives Matter. I want to be part of this fight on behalf of yeah. people who identify as alternative to heterosexual. But I, I don't know where to start.
2: Yeah, and it's this is the thing is I think there's so many people who um, really want to support the LGBTQ plus community, but just don't really know how. And you know what the in some respects things like the acronyms, the LGBTQ+, and all the different sexual orientations and gender diversities do scare people because it's it's massive and it's daunting to understand. Um, so queer, as you said, used to be um, a really negative word, a slang term and an insult. Um, but realistically, I think what happened was the LGBT plus community kind of took it back and said, actually, you know what? We're not going to let you use that against us anymore. Okay. We're actually going to take ownership of it. And now it's quite empowering. And queer is really now used as a term that covers sexual orientations of every type. So um, and to an extent you get genderqueer as well. What I would say is it should never be like you shouldn't ever describe someone as queer unless you know that's how they identify themselves. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, don't you could never be like, oh, Do you, you know, take
0: your lead from somebody.
2: Absolutely. And I think that goes for all of them, really. Um, And it's, you know, one day, and I hope when, you know, my children, I think it's more realistic, but maybe it's my grandchildren. But, you know, there shouldn't be a thing as coming out. You know, people don't come out straight and come home like, mum, I've got something to tell you, but I think you can sit (laughs) down. You're so right. You know, I, I'm I'm straight. I'm I'm heterosexual, or I'm cisgendered. Like cisgendered, by the way, means you were, for example, like me. I'm cisgendered. I was born female. I identify as female. So that's what cisgendered means. Thank you. And you know, you get into big debates about whether or not um, heterosexual cisgendered people should be allowed at prides, um, or whether right. or not prides should just be for those of the LGBTQ plus um what do you think about that, Sarah what's your view I think they should be I also think as well there's an element that the for those people that don't feel comfortable coming out yet they you know and they're seen at pride parades they can be like oh yeah but you know I went with whoever and we just went because we had a good time and we want to support the community Sure. whereas and that's given them a bit of a safety net um But no, I definitely think so. I think people, if people are there to show their support, we have, unfortunately, I am very, very lucky and very honoured to be involved with Pride in Surrey. Um, And, you know, we've had some of the events we've held, we've had people turn up um and and oh it's been horrible we've had people invade our so-called safe space um with uh things that are are not nice um and have caused a lot of mental and emotional trauma for some young people in
0: 2020 to be hearing that isn't it
2: but the number of attacks on um you know especially trans people my goodness but also gay people you know there are people even earlier on this year at the beginning of 2020 there was um I, my, unfortunately his name escapes me but there was a guy who um stood up for his gay friends who were being attacked um verbally right. and he physically got attacked he's heterosexual he identifies as straight but he was standing he was trying to support his two gay right. friends who were yeah. being verbally attacked and he got physically beaten up yeah. for it um, you know, unfortunately it is still a miss, you know, where it links with me being with Reed now, but in the past, walking through town holding hands with my girlfriend is scary, the looks you get, and it's one of the things that Reed and I find really strange because obviously Reed previously was a lesbian. Sure. Um and uh, and We both find it really odd, but actually we'll walk down the street now and people don't gawp at us and stare at us because for all intents and purposes, we look like a straight heterosexual couple. I mean, it boils
0: down to acceptance, doesn't it? Self-acceptance, acceptance acceptance of others, kindness, tolerance.
2: And, you know, not judging. Um, Moving away from most stereotypes, I think, is another thing. Um, You know, not every girl with short hair is gay um not every boy who likes musical theater is gay yeah
0: um
2: you know not every gay person likes musical theater it goes both ways it's really hard and I've had a lot of transphobia actually and I've had people say to me oh you've gone back in the closet and you know all of this I'm like, no I haven't I've just fallen you know I've stood on the stage so many times saying you know, it doesn't matter who you fall in love with. No, I agree. I've always believed that. And I've always
0: believed um,
1: that, I personally believe that all sexuality is fluid. Yeah. I truly do. My son, my eldest son that I was talking about earlier, he always says that he's non-binary. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. what he, that's what he says. Okay. He's maybe, he's Someone's going to have to explain this. So yeah, this is what I'm going to okay. ask, okay? So... Um, Can you define and explain the terms of the LGBTQADI plus, (laughs) plus, 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 plus (laughs) for me? Um, Because it's 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 something that I think everybody needs to. They're starting to to become more letters than I knew existed, frankly.
2: Okay, so this is where, so My Umbrella, um, which is a charity that was launched at a Reading Pride, um, actually have done some surveys on this. Right. Um, I might get these figures ever so slightly off, for which I apologise, but in 2015, there were 68 different sexual orientations identified and 89 wow. gender identities. So this is the thing. Now, some of them mean the same thing, but you, and I don't know them all, just for, for the record, you don't need to know them all. No. Um, we do, And they all have their own flag as well. So I yeah. should say that they all have their own flag um, and they all have, you know, their own meaning. And just, you know, I think before I go into a bit more, the most important thing is if someone, however someone comes out to you or describes himself to you, the most yeah. important thing, even if you say, I'm really sorry, can you explain what that means to me? that's fine because you're still showing love and support right yeah so that's key but right so lgbtq plus etc so um what is also really important to know is that sexual orientation so who you are attracted to emotionally sexually physically is very different to gender identity yes all right so i'm kind of going to split them a little bit so lgb are the most common ones that most people these days know so l is lesbian g is gay is bisexual i'm going to go on to bisexual a little bit you may have heard pansexual i don't know if you've come across pansexual yes
0: definitely yeah i have recently i've been watching something about it yeah
2: so pansexual is becoming more known it's becoming more common that people are identifying as this so bisexual means you are identified you ident you are attracted to apologies you're attracted to the male male and female all right yeah, I'm sure. so pansexual is where you're not really, you don't really see the gender. So you are, to an extent, actually, I am potentially yes, I say that. Pan-sexual sure. because I... It's about a
0: person, right? It's
2: who about knows? the person. And it also means that you might be attracted to someone who is non-binary, gender fluid, trans, and I'll come back to what they mean in a minute. Okay. Um, so that's the LGB. Now, the sort of other key ones we hear a lot as far as sexual orientation go um, is asexual. Asexual is on the rise as far as a lot of young people are identifying as that now. It's sometimes abbreviated to as ace. Um, okay. And that means that you might be emotionally attracted to someone, but you're not sexually attracted to someone. It is a myth that asexual people don't have sex. OK, some asexual people do, but oh, some don't. Okay. so it's not about sex a relationship isn't about sex a relationship is about an emotional connection Yep. all right so that's sort of more common one now um probably i'll leave it at that because otherwise i'll get into more and more and more the other one i'll do one more because i really like this one there's demisexual so this is a new one for me do you know this one no
1: but i'm assuming it's the d in this abbreviation
2: it possibly is, yeah. So, okay. demisexual right. is um someone who. Okay, I'll give you an example. So, they they could be, and this is where it gets even more complicated, and this is why people sort of take a step back and go, actually, you know what, this is too much, and I yeah, fully people like me that. Go, oh, like, no, oh do I, don't know, I don't know, don't understand <laughs> because actually, you could have a demisexual lesbian or a demisexual gay person so demisexual let me explain it because otherwise i'm just going to confuse you so <laughs> demisexual is for example if you're watching a film you're not going to look at let's just say an actor you're not going to look at the actor and go oh i really want to sleep with them oh they're really attractive i really right, want to have sex with them. right but by the end of a film when you've got to know that character
1: oh you mean like me with klaus michelson from the original <laughs> i love him <laughs> but i love i don't necessarily love the actor i just love the, the character
2: it's exactly that right so it's the person you become sexually attracted to someone because of their personality
0: yeah i've been there <laughs> all right
2: so yes, you, yeah. you don't My necessarily look is, at is, them
1: person <laughs> <laughs> the bad person in it. <laughs>
2: yeah do you know what I want there might be something there but that's how you kind of get across it right I'm going to go over to gender identity yes now as sorry. I said these are completely separate things so you do get trans people for example who are gay or who are lesbians because they're two very different things yes. how we identify in our bodies yeah I think very this is different, where a lot we're attracted people
0: confused do you not agree Sarah
2: I fully agree. I
0: think people Same are more influence. confused by the gender identity than they are the sexual orientation.
2: I agree. And I think that's because that people can, people know who or what they're attracted to. All right. People sure. can, can associate with that. They can be like, well, yeah, I am attracted to my wife, my husband, my partner, or I'm attracted to that actor, that footballer, that, you know, that famous person. Yes. People yeah. know who they're attracted to. It's, you know, fairly, fairly, self-explanatory sure. um, and I think people can understand oh okay well I'm not attracted to that person but you are and I get that and um, whereas with trans people or gender identity gender diversity it's completely different and I had to I'll hold my hands up when I started training other people when I started doing the work I do I had to do a lot more research on this because it was new to me yeah. I i'm cisgendered i was born female i identify as female i present as female right um so i have female expression i have female identity and i am biologically female so for me i'm very lucky in some respects for insofar as i'm concerned but that's i've had a very easy path with that
0: sure,
2: sure. um so, well it varies so um let go, so transgendered generally means that someone who has transitioned from one gender to another. Okay. Okay. So in the case of Reed, Reed was born female, but now identifies and expresses himself as male. Not all trans people have surgery. And that's really, really important. Not all trans people even have hormone therapy. So it's not a, oh, you're trans, this happens. And it's also not something you should ask. So Reed is very, very open about it. And Reed will talk to anyone about it and Reed's quite happy. So Um, yes,
0: again, you would take your lead from that. A hundred
2: percent, a hundred percent. And but you know, it's not okay to ask someone, "Are you going to have surgery?" Because that's it's none of your business, Um, and and it's really up to them to to explain that. So, um, so yeah, so trans people, but sometimes trans people is used as an umbrella term to cover other things. So let's go down those a little bit. So non-binary. Non-binary means that you don't have, you don't see the gender as such. So, um, you might right. wear more unisex clothes. You might, um, so for example, so most my people.
1: son was talking about this. Yeah, yeah. So my, yeah. Yeah, my son will wear a mix of female and male clothes. He doesn't, he doesn't care. Like he'll wear what he wants to wear and yeah. be who he wants to be, and he's not bothered by what other people think.
2: Some non-binary people, again, not all, and I think it's really important to really stress that, is that it isn't a one-size-fits-all, um, yeah. and it certainly isn't. A, everyone's journey is very, very different, and everyone's... It's really
0: quite a broad term. It really
2: is. So not yeah. some non-binary people use the pronouns they or them rather than yeah. he and her and she and his. Um, so, yeah, some people use they, but other non-specific pronouns so non-gender specific pronouns z is quite a common one
0: i think there's a lot more for people to learn and that's why i think what you do is key um i want you just to briefly round up and tell us a little bit more about undivided consultancy but before we do i think it's also fair to say that it's understandable why people can't get their head around a lot of this
2: It really yeah. is. And I think and certainly
0: with an older generation, yeah, it's more acceptable. I think yeah. it's acceptable if they're willing to learn, yeah. but also why they find it a bit of a minefield.
2: Yeah, 100 percent. And I think that's where people have to feel comfortable enough to ask. And that's where people like me and I'm certainly not alone. There are so many incredible and inspiring people out there who are there to answer questions and yeah. there's also you know you have to be careful with with doing any internet searching because you will get some fairly nasty things. If you were to come across all these different gender identities and sexual orientations online it was not going to help you it's going to make you going to ask more questions but sure. you might yeah. not be able to easily get the answers. So yeah undivided us- um, is a good place to start maybe
0: Yeah just tell us briefly what, you, what it is you do day to day.
2: So I at the moment it's really difficult because of lockdown I'm on local lockdown and where go back into full lockdown as of friday yes. evening as well so it's tough and i'm i'm definitely trying to find time um to to get my website um sorted and up and running so that i can help people more that way and um, if you do want and if you if anyone listening wants um wants to kind of contact me you can email me on undividedconsultancy at gmail.co uh Dot com sorry so undivided okay. consultancy we'll at and com. Don't worry. um yeah. and i'm more than happy to to answer anyone's questions on this Brilliant. um but yeah so i think um with undivided my priority is to empower teachers and educators and people who work with young people youth workers social workers to to understand all of this and be able to support young people and empower them Um, to to be true to who they are. And yes, it's fluid. And yes, it can change. That's pretty much what Undivided does. Um, And uh, I love it. It's it's an incredible thing. It's a real honour to be able to do that. Um, Amazing. But yeah.
1: Thank you so much. Um, You sound so, you know, you're so passionate about what you do. And that is just so lovely um, to hear. I think it's where we were probably a decade ago with mental health. And I think we just need to move to the place we're at now.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I think that's a really good analogy, actually, especially when we know the links. With, uh, in Amazing. particular, LGBT young people um, yeah. are more at risk of suicide and self harm than any other um, group of young people in the country, which is terrifying. And another reason That's why I do crazy. what I do.
1: It's been a pleasure speaking to you because it's helped me to to learn a little bit about my children as well, oh. things that maybe I didn't already know. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you so much.
0: Yeah, it's been really good, and I think it's more important than ever that we have platforms for people to share yes. this information. So true.
2: and it's you know safe places to ask and there as I said there's so many people who are willing to to kind of talk about it and and help other people understand and I think the more people talk about it the more it becomes less of a it will become less of a taboo subject and just something that is talked about like I said like the weather and what we're having for dinner
0: yeah definitely indeed thank you Sarah take care
2: my absolute pleasure thank you so much
0: Oh my god! How good was that talking to Sarah?
1: So excited! What a adventure and like a journey she's been on, right? Right.
0: It's like it was literally like getting on the Big Dipper, I imagine, and then going. Oh my life's like this. Now it's like this. Now it's going to be like this. No, I want it to be like this. I know, (laughs) but
1: it's amazing, and she's such you know so courageous just to go go for it and what it is that she wants. So
0: long one for us, and I feel like it's so hard to condense that amount of information into 45 minutes.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I could, I think we could go on again, couldn't we? And and do another, another show for sure. Just to, to chat. It was amazing. And I really enjoyed it.
0: Definitely. You know, what touched me the most is that it's tangible when you're talking to Sarah, how much she wants to not have other kids go through what she's gone through. Yeah.
1: And, and the work she's doing is just, you know, like we said in the in the podcast for us our sexual education wasn't that great was it um it was yeah so she's an inspiration making waves definitely
0: yeah absolutely and also you really got that sense of the idea and she's got a great supportive family she's got some amazing friends but you still get that idea that even in 2020 the struggle is absolutely real if you are somebody who's part of this community this
1: lgbtq plus community yes and we should all be living as equal i I believe so she's on a i'm loving loving what She's doing absolutely loving what she's doing yeah it was a
0: really good one for us it was really challenging um it was great to learn that's what i wanted i wanted her to be able to put us straight on some things to elaborate educate but also um to reaffirm the fact that you and I definitely come from that viewpoint you know Liv and I struggle to understand these people out there judging and Sarah clearly comes from that point of view as well
1: yeah absolutely um and it's nice to that we do we are very naive aren't we in our own in our own thoughts and the way things should and shouldn't be so it's really lovely to mm. to have an outsider's point of view and to be able to kind of like absorb that and take that in Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: If you're out there and you've listened and you this is something that resonates with you or if you're somebody who is like us and just wants to know more so they can help support this struggle for equality, then we're going to put some links in um, the article so that people can contact either Sarah or there's some generic links for you to contact support groups. Okay, guys, <laughs> I feel like I need to lay down after all that. Until next time, ladies, Bye. go and get more.